Okay, hello everybody. Today is Wednesday. Time for the AMA. And do you want to hear something really tacky? Normally on Wednesdays, I do the AMA show, and that's the Ask Me Anything. But I've been corresponding and communicating with Michael Cole, who is the author of the Zodiac Revisited Trilogy. So today it's going to be an AMA Ask Me Michael anything. Well, that's what I was thinking about doing, but then I was like, wait a second, that's too tacky for its own good, yet I just said it anyway. Let's just get into some discussions about the Zodiac Killer. And yes, indeed, I've been interacting with Michael Cole um, a lot. We've been communicating about the Zodiac Killer and his theory on the subject. I have two episodes that I've previously done about Michael Cole and his books Zodiac Revisited, but um, Michael Cole found them on YouTube and then contacted me at blackboxonlineradio at AOL.com, and he um, gave me two uh, things. First, he just said he wanted to talk more about the Zodiac Killer, which was absolutely welcome, and the second thing, which was also welcome, is he said that if I should go to Zodiac Revisited Volume 2 and look through um, two particular chapters, and I'll be discussing that stuff here. So in this AMA, it really isn't an Ask Me Anything or an Ask Michael Anything. I'm going to share some questions that we've both been tossing back and forth as well as responding to one or two things that have been shared. Because we had a great question come in about uh, the recent book discussion, Zodiac Killer, Just the Facts, and it was from the bonus episode that came out last Tuesday called Zodiac Just the Facts versus Zodiac Hoax, and it was from Jack Cooper who runs the Zodiac Killer channel, and he said, Ned, you have an episode called Zodiac Killer, Just the Facts versus Zodiac Hoax, well, which one did you side with? It doesn't seem clear. And, I mean, if going through the police reports, do I agree with uh, someone like Tom Voigt who assembled them and put them into the compilation book, Zodiac Just the Facts, and think there is a single Zodiac killer? One person committed a series of murders in 1968 and 69 and um, wrote in these letters taking credit for it. Or do I agree with somebody like Thomas Henry Horan? who supports the Zodiac hoax theory that there was not a single killer. Instead, there were, was a series of unconnected murders that occurred in 68 and 69, and somebody wrote letters taking credit for murders that he didn't commit. Which one did I agree with? And I have to give you the most boring answer in the world. It is an absolute stalemate. It's a draw. I cannot point to one way or another just from reading the police reports in zodiac killer just the facts and anybody can purchase the book as i said it's been assembled by tom void but it is the uh, assembly of the police reports in chronological order and to begin with that one i would want to really emphasize that it doesn't mean that i'm siding with either theory the single perpetrator theory or some variant of the multiple killers theory but what i would do is absolutely agree with evan from texas if you ever watch his videos here on youtube evan from texas he begins by saying that he wanted to challenge thomas henry horn's claims that there wasn't a single zodiac killer that somebody's writing letters taking credit for murders that he didn't commit to debunk him prove him wrong and he couldn't prove him wrong. And I was forced to say the exact same thing reading the police reports. I can't prove him wrong. I thought I would have an absolute clear as day answer about the Zodiac hoax theory or the single perpetrator theory saying that um, 
Alright, this is what it is. Here's the clear and simple explanation. No, I, uh, I'm not able to do that. I can see absolutely where Thomas Horan is coming from and why he thinks that there is the quote-unquote Zodiac hoax, but I also see 100% where other people who don't believe the hoax theory are coming from. So it's an absolute stalemate, and I don't think that that is what anybody would want to hear, but based on those police reports alone, that's my uh, honest answer. To talk about Michael Cole's theory, if you ever get a chance to read any of the Zodiac Revisited books, he does not identify a single suspect, and through my interactions with Michael Cole, I asked him that question flat out. I mean, like, um, what what is your take on that subject? And his response was that he does not believe that it is any of the major suspects that the Zodiac Killer was a single person, no hoax theory, no multiple killers theory, but um, it was a single suspect who flew under the radar, someone who isn't even on the top 10 list, or even if you were to rattle off five or six Zodiac suspects off the top of your head, it would be one of those people. It is a name that is perhaps not even close to being discovered as of now, but there's a single perpetrator all the same. Michael Cole also heavily believes that the unconfirmed Zodiac incidents are all coming from the same person, and many more so than the average Zodiac researcher. And just to pull up the table from the Zodiac Revisited Volume 2, let's look at the crimes that Michael Cole attributes to um, the Zodiac Killer. Of course, you have Lake Herman Road, Blue Rock Springs, and Lake Berryessa, and the murder of Paul Stein. But then, the abduction of Kathleen Johns, the shooting of Richard Redditch, the disappearance of Donna Lass, and then you also have the Domingo Edwards murders in 1963, the Swindle murders in 1964, the murder of Sherry Jo Bates in 1966. He looks at a lot of the unconfirmed incidents and believes that they are indeed connected to the Zodiac Killer, and that the authorities also believe that there were links among these crimes, and that it wasn't just something that people did forcing the theory backwards because, you know, if you were to just take a series of crimes that you learned about from the true crime world, anybody could just sit back and insinuate that there are links among different crimes from the past, and then they're going to be like, oh, the Lake Berryessa stabbing, well, how about the um, stabbing of Sherry Jo Bates? Cecilia Shepard is a Riverside girl that's murdered, and then Sherry Jo Bates is Riverside girl that is murdered. That's like taking crimes that have happened in the past and then trying to assemble them, assemble some sort of theory to fit. I mean, forcing a theory onto the subject. But um, what I learned from Michael Cole is, or let um, his interpretation of the evidence is that that wasn't happening in the past. That was happening in the present, particularly a Southern California sheriff named Webster was heavily onto this quote-unquote suspect who would go on to become the Zodiac Killer in Michael Cole's mind. And if he wants to... um correct me on any of these interpretive comments, you can weigh in in the comments section. Also get me a black box online radio at AOL.com. Anybody can write the show there. So um, Michael Cole also has an additional layer to his theory, though, that it's not just that there is this serial killer who is um, targeting people in California. It's that there is a very particular reason why you see that Zodiac symbol the circle with the cross going through it. And that is the um, 
other part that he wanted to share with me and he thought that I would um you know like he would like me to uh, give a response to the zodiac symbol is not only a compass rose in Michael Cole's mind it is a nautical compass rose and it um that the things like the degrees and the angles are all going to match up to things. They're all going to be very important, and these crimes are going to line up with the equinoxes and the solstices. And the most um, apparent example of that is perhaps the Lake Herman Road shooting. And to look at a page here in the Zodiac Revisited Volume 2, we have Lake Herman Road occurred just before the winter solstice. December 20th, 1968, the first canonical Zodiac crime. And it's possible that the killer, if Michael Cole's theory is correct, and let's do an if, if, if right now, if Michael Cole's theory is correct, then the killer could have wanted the bodies to have been found on December 21st, the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year. And um, then you would have the spring equinox with no known event. And then the summer solstice occurred on the... 21st of June, 1969, and then two weeks after that, um, there was the Blue Rock Spring shooting. Now, we have to jump ahead for a little bit, because you might be noticing that the Blue Rock Springs shooting did not occur on the 21st of June, 1969. It occurred on July 4th, 1969. That's two weeks apart, right? So what on earth is going on there? Now, this is the stuff that, um, I would even like to just um, give my take on the subject right now and say that um, Michael Cole did share one thing. On October 27, 1970, the, the Zodiac Killer mailed in the Halloween card that says, By rope, by knife, by gun, by fire. And that has been attributed to the Tim Holt comics, The Wheel of Death, Lady Doom, The Lady of Situations. If you put the Zodiac symbol on top of Mount Diablo, like the way the Zodiac instructed us to do, then you can divide it into four quadrants, and one for by rope, one for by knife, one for by gun, and one for by fire. So, you have the Lake Herman Road shooting occurring on December 20th, 1968, right before the winter solstice, December 21st. Is it possible, and this is just speculation, but is it possible that the Zodiac tried to commit a crime on the 21st of March 1969 and was unsuccessful? We don't necessarily know, but I mean, that's why I said I, I just want to give my take on the subject. This is all my phrasing of the questions. And then somebody tries to commit a crime, perhaps by rope, and that did not succeed. So the um, Zodiac then tries to commit another crime on the next solstice, which is the summer solstice, June 21st, 1969, maybe by fire, and that did not succeed. So this guy's trying to create this type of criminal masterpiece that is not only loaded with mathematical signatures, but also loaded with um, moving the nautical compass rows along certain angles, trying to match things up to astronomical features. I mean, yes, of course, constellations, but also the um, vernal equinox and the... Um, the winter solstice, the fall and summer equinoxes and the summer solstice, trying to get all of these things uh, lined up in this type of criminal masterpiece that is just absolutely loaded with meaning and significance, and there are reasons why this guy's committing the crimes. So 
he gets frustrated and decides, well, I was successful at killing two kids at Lake Herman Road. I'm going to just do that again in a very similar way. And that's the motivation for the Blue Rock Springs shooting. It happens by gun because is it possible that in between Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs, there has been this seven-month gap when someone has tried to commit crimes and was unsuccessful by rope crime, maybe a by fire crime, as the quadrants would have lined up in that um, in the zodiac symbol, more or less. The angles are important. The quadrants are important. There are reasons why this killer is operating in this way. Okay, so that explains the um, canonical crimes, and then Lake Berryessa would have, of course, occurred by knife. Now, I was asking Michael Cole, why do you think the multiple killers theory is wrong or the Zodiac hoax theory is wrong? How do we know that one person is responsible for all of the canonical Zodiac crimes? And the answer that he gave is, if you look at the corridor at Lake Berryessa, you will see the words by knife written on it. On, on a, a September 27th, 1969, Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Ann Shepard were stabbed at Lake Berryessa. They were tied up and they were stabbed with a knife. And then the perpetrator walked from the crime scene to Brian Hartnell's car, a Carmen Ghia, and wrote the Zodiac symbol, the name Vallejo, the dates of Zodiac activity, and the words by knife. And Michael Cole was simply saying that that should clue you in that there, there's a meaning, and this guy is telling the truth about why he's committing these crimes. The Zodiac is giving you just a little bit of information, not enough to figure out the, tr the whole mystery, but these are like teasers almost. Someone is just trying to fill you in a little bit onto how and why he is operating. And it goes to show you that one person is definitely masterminding these crimes because that is later mailed in on the Halloween card. All of the points are coinciding and they're achieving a certain level of significance. Now, me personally, I'm not 100% sold on the single perpetrator theory, although I do have certain suspects that I do think highly of. Michael Colva will extend outside of the um, canonical Zodiac crimes, and as I said, also look at Domingo Edwards, the Swindle murders, Sherry Jo Bates, and then um, some of the other unconfirmed incidents in the future, or, or past 1969, Kathleen Johns and Donna Lass, and as well as especially um, Richard Redditch, will be, and he says very clearly the reason why he thinks that is a Zodiac crime is because it occurred on the summer solstice of 1970, even though SFPD does not seem to agree with that. Somebody asked me a question about this in the comments section on a previous um, episode that I did about Michael Cole. As I said, I have two episodes on him and his book, uh, The Zodiac Revisited, Volume 3, and uh, one is simply just called Zodiac Killer Michael Cole Theory. I will invite you to listen. And we had a comment come in that says, does Michael Cole think that the 1962 murder of Ray Davis is a genuine Zodiac crime, or did he publish this book before the murder of Ray Davis was widely known to the Zodiac research world? And I asked Michael Cole that direct question, and his response was, no, I don't think it was genuine Zodiac activity. Ray Davis was the taxi driver that was murdered in Oceanside, California in 1962, and there are an enormous amount of similarities uh, between the murder of Ray Davis and the murder of Paul Stein, 
which occurred in 1969, taxi drivers as well as the killers making type taunts and um, awkward behavior and trying to get noticed but also not trying to get caught. So I thought that, um, well, I was very surprised to hear that. I thought that Michael Cole was going to say what that um, person in the comment section was hinting at, like, oh, did he publish his book prior to the um, murder of Ray Davis becoming very well known throughout the world of the internet, throughout the interwebs, and I just thought that that was going to be his answer, but I mean, if anything, that strengthens Michael Cole's credibility, because you can see he isn't just latching on to every possible Zodiac murder that you can think of off the top of your head, any type of unconfirmed incident. There are reasons why he has selected these crimes and thinks that they are genuine cases of zodiac activity and um, differentiating between the ones that are are not. Now I'd like to go to a page in his book, The Zodiac Revisited uh, Volume 2, and we will look at something here because there's a very particular book that Michael Coles owns in on that he thinks um, the Zodiac Killer may have read. So let's just read this paragraph. It's curious to note that the Blue Rock Springs attack does align well with a celestial event known as aphelion, A-P-H-E-L-I-O-N, aphelion, which occurs approximately 10 days after the summer solstice and is also mentioned in the book, The, the American Practical Navigator. And the American Practical Navigator's discussion of solstices and equinox also mentions this celestial event. While it's tempting to consider the idea that the killer may have somehow opted to align his attack with Aphelion, it's the solstices and the equinoxes that are a fundamental part of the Zodiac. So, I mean, there could be a secondary explanation. I mean, maybe yes, maybe no, but um, you can see uh, how there are astronomical events that could have inspired the Zodiac killer. And Michael Cole also pointed out something to me that... Many people often try to tie the Zodiac Killer into the world of astrology. And I'm going to, um, well, talk about astrology in some videos that are going to be on another channel, and I'll make some announcements about that later on in the near future. But astrology, I mean, as Daniel Pipes put it, is the belief that the alignment of the stars on the day you were born will affect your mood, your temperament, and your personality. The constellations affect your mood, your temperament, and your personality, and okay, your sexuality too. Yay. But um, Michael Cole actually refutes that mostly in its entirety, saying it's not astrology, it's astronomy. I mean, it's looking at constellations, yes, but not so much affecting your personality. It's constellations, the equinoxes, the solstices, the way that the Earth is revolving around the sun, and I will include a uh, an illustration here from one of uh, Michael Cole's books that shows an illustration explaining the solstices and the equinoxes, and they're going around in what? A circular fashion, and then there is, of course, um, the uh, Earth is going to be in the middle and the, um, showing the different sides of the sun. And also, other people have asked me about this in the past. This is just a question such as, the Zodiac Killer had four canonical crimes. Someone once asked me, do you believe that's because there are four points on the Zodiac Cross, as well as um, four intersections between the circle and the crossed lines? Like, I mean, that gives you the number four, four canonical crimes. 
they could have significance. But um, I would actually like to uh, discuss that in a different way. And there's something, though, that I think is very important. When I was talking to Michael Cole, he made a comment about how he thought the Zodiac Killer was either just finishing a bachelor's degree or somewhere on the pathway of graduate-level education, meaning after the bachelor's, after undergrad, moving on to some type of master's level, maybe even some type of PhD-level program. And um, I'm like, wait a second, I'm going to challenge you on that. Does that mean that you, Michael Cole, think that the Zodiac Killer could have been 22 to 28 years old? And he's like, no, I didn't say that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but that would be the conventional age for somebody who has completed a bachelor's degree and is starting graduate education or uh, midway through their graduate level education. And Michael Cole said no, because people can finish a bachelor's degree or work on a master's degree at ages that are outside of that. And there's an even better answer that is mentioned in the Zodiac Revisited Volume 2, and I would like to read a paragraph from that here. In particular, the distinction between the underlying meaning of the term the Zodiac and the popular astrological context of the phrase may have served to accentuate the generational gap present between the killer and his victims. The killer was likely 30 to 40 years old during his reign of terror. In contrast, his victims were much younger, ranging in age from 16 to 22, with the exception of Paul Stein, who was 29 at the time of his death. In the mid to late 1960s, young people embraced astrology in ways that heightened its acceptance. As such, the killer may have chosen his self-assigned name to fundamentally differentiate himself from his victims. In pop culture particularly, the youthful generation, or kids, use the killer's vernacular. The term, the Zodiac, was generally only known in pseudoscientific astrological senses of the phrase, whereas the killer employed the moniker based on its true scientific meaning. Now, let's focus on the age aspect for a second. I mean, you heard Michael Cole in his own words here. I'm reading from his book, The Killer Was Likely 30 to 40 Years Old During His Reign of Terror. And the astrological issues aren't really what stood out to me in this particular paragraph. I highlighted it for a reason, because talking about that exact word, kids, and he does have it in quotations here, but in the first Zodiac Killer letter, the Zodiac talks about how he is giving some facts that only he and the police knows, and he refers to David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen as the boy and the girl, and then he refers to Darlene Farron as a girl, and the Zodiac Killer said in his phone calls, I also killed those kids last year. Kids. Now, if you have a suspect, in their early 20s or late teens, would they refer to the victims as kids, age 16, age 17, age 22? Would they say that? And I'm just asking you guys that as a challenge question. My instincts tells me no. I mean, and I've said very clearly in the past, I also think that the Zodiac Killer would have been um, early to mid-30s to early to mid-40s in that particular range. But when you have a suspect like Louis Myers, who would have been 17 years old at the beginning of this, is he going to refer 
to somebody like Betty Lou Jensen or David Faraday, who are his contemporaries as kids? Or how about Darlene Farron as the girl, a kid, when she is five years older than him, or four years older than him to be more accurate? Does that not suggest that you have a perpetrator in the mid-30s to early 40s, and especially a suspect like Macduff, who has been talked about a lot. Macduff is Michael Morford's new suspect that he has discovered, age 23 at the time of the Lake Herman Road shooting. Would someone who is 17 to 23 years old refer to the uh, victims as kids, or the boy and the girl, does that, I mean, like, that's, I'm asking you this as an honest question. Does that not suggest an older perpetrator? People are not always perfect with their demographics and such, or some people simply just use this in language. I'm giving counterbalance here. When I was 18, I was living in the college dorms, and um, I ordered a pizza, and it turns out someone else in the dorms had ordered a pizza too, and um, I walked down to pick up my pizza, and there was another college student who was getting the pizza from the delivery guy and um the delivery guy handed him the pizza box and he looked at it and he said no nah, that's for this kid over here and the other guy was a lot taller than me he was a lot bigger than me and i was like kid we go to the same college i mean we might very well be the same age what are you talking about some people say that and it doesn't always signify an age gap but what do you think? Which side do you agree with? Is this just uh, some guy trying to act like old, tough, and mature? Or is this actually somebody mid-30s to early 40s? I would love to read your responses in the comments section down below. Now, why would somebody like the Zodiac Killer commit crimes and become a serial killer at all? Challenge question for the AMA, Ask Michael Anything. What is the driving force behind these crimes? What motivated the Zodiac Killer to commit murder? And Michael Cole very clearly thinks that um, it was jealousy, um, envy, unable to have a relationship. And I'm paraphrasing that answer, but here is one that is very clearly direct. I asked Michael Cole, do you think the Zodiac Killer was straight or gay? Or I should say straight or a homosexual, and he said straight. I also agree with that. But there are a lot of people out there who believe that the Zodiac Killer was a gay man, and um, maybe some suspects you can think of are even coming to mind. Robert Graysmith actually looked into two um, suspects for his uh, books, uh, Zodiac and Zodiac Unmasked, mostly in Zodiac. By Zodiac Unmasked, he had moved away from one of them almost entirely, and that was William Joseph Grant, more commonly known as Andrew Todd Walker, but Arthur Lee Allen was definitely a homosexual because the accusations of pedophilia against Arthur Lee Allen were against him molesting boys, and they even said um, boys in the early teenage years. So Arthur Lee Allen was a homosexual. William Joseph Grant was um, reported to have... Uh, gotten into trouble multiple times for seeing men at truck stops and hooking up with them even though he was married. He's like a bisexual leading a double life, but apparently it was very well known according to some sources. But Michael Cole answered saying that he thought the Zodiac Killer was a straight male because it's targeting couples like Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards or the Swindles. 
or David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen, Mike Mageau and Darlene Farron, and then um, Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell, heterosexual couples, and he feels like he is being denied these types of abilities, these types of uh, romantic encounters, these types of um, sexual um, prosperity endeavors, for lack of a better term. Okay, he feels jealous of the guys. Boom, that's a better way to explain it. And um, he feels jealous of the men, but he wants to get the men out of the way to uh, interact with the women. The men are get moved out of the way so that he can actually unleash a lot of frustration against the women because he resents the men for having what he doesn't have, and he resents the women for not giving him what he wants. And that is all a paraphrasing all the same, but I think you can get the idea there, so that would be siding with the Zodiac Killer as being a straight male, and um, you heard in the book here maybe uh, 30 to 40 years old during his reign of terror. I asked Michael Cole another question. Do you believe the Zodiac Killer was a schizophrenic? And his simple response was that if the Zodiac Killer were a schizophrenic, he probably would not have been able to do a lot of what he did. And I said, the reason why I'm asking you that question is because there are numerous Zodiac Killer suspects out there who are schizophrenics. I mean, Richard Gajkowski, Ross Sullivan, Theodore Kaczynski. And on that note, I asked Michael Cole, you say that you don't believe that there is a single suspect that has truly caught your attention or that there's a suspect that you're really going with. You um, think that it's somebody who flew under the radar. But has there ever been a suspect that has given you that moment of curiosity when you've genuinely thought about this person like, wait a second, could it have been him? And out of those, his response was Theodore Kaczynski, the Unabomber, that... Um, there actually could be some type of Zodiac Unabomber connection. And I'm being crystal clear right now, Michael Cole doesn't have any type of underlying motive in his books. It's not all trying to lead you to think that Theodore Kaczynski was the Zodiac Killer. That was just a question that I asked him because I wanted to know, is there anyone that you've even been curious about for a second? Not like, is he the um, secret answer to all of these books here? But with Kaczynski, what I've said very clearly in the past, out of those three schizophrenics that I just listed off, Richard Gajkowski, Ross Sullivan, and Ted Kaczynski, Ted Kaczynski is probably the only one who actually could have pulled it off mentally, because Richard Gajkowski was also a heavy drug user, and Ross Sullivan was very unstable, the kind of guy that runs around naked, traps a man in a telephone booth, and gets arrested for indecent exposure and disorderly conduct. He is out of the control and it appears that the Zodiac is in control. So there's this out-of-control versus in-control uh, differentiation that I notice with a lot of schizophrenics. Tom Voigt openly talks about how Richard Gajkowski was not only an undiagnosed schizophrenic at the time, but also a heavy drug user, even if, some way, somehow, his schizophrenia could remain under control. Having his brain overloaded with drugs would probably lead to some other uncontrollable behavior that would draw attention on him in a way that would prevent him from even getting close to the Lake Berryessa stabbing. And that's just my personal take on the subject. And somebody even pointed out that 
Um, I'm very critical of Richard Gajkowski and Lawrence Kane as a suspect, even though we haven't talked a lot about Kane yet. So I just wanted to share those things that Michael Cole weighed in on. As far as a different Zodiac suspect, I asked Michael Cole very clearly, what does he think about Donald Lee Cheney as a Zodiac suspect? Don Cheney is the subject of Drew Beeson's book, Citing It on the Zodiac Killer. And if you're on YouTube, you can go over to Drew Beeson's channel, B-E-E-S-O-N, and um, he has his show, The Zodcast, talking all about the Zodiac, and looking at a lot of clues and discoveries in favor of Don Chaney being the Zodiac killer. And Michael Cole had some responses about Don Chaney. The first is that Chaney was married. I mean, Michael Cole actually asked me that. Now, Don Chaney was married, right? He asked me, and I said yes. Not only was he married, but he also had kids. And Cole's answer um, to that, or his type of rebuttal, is he is not completely certain that the Zodiac killer was married. I mean, um, working a 9-to-5 job, probably, but married, not 100%. And uh, Michael Cole and I were actually talking about that and um, about how many of the Zodiac crimes occur on nights, evenings, weekends, and holidays. And some people, including the profiler Sharon Hagen, believe that the Zodiac killer was operating at those times. Like, um, even if you go back to Riverside, California, the murder of Sherry Jo Bates would have occurred on a Sunday night, I believe, October 30th, 1966. But Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs and Lake Berryessa are on weekends. And, uh, Lake, um, sorry, uh, Blue Rock Springs is on the 4th of July, but uh, the um, murder of Paul Stein is the one that's on the weekend. But the 4th of July is a holiday. But um, Lake Herman Road was on a Friday night, for example, and Lake Berryessa was on a Saturday or Sunday, definitely on the weekend, but um, that one has escaped me for just a second. Okay, now, when we're talking about that, he says, by he, I mean Michael Cole, pointed out that he believed the Zodiac Killer was operating a 9-to-5 job. And I was asking him about this whole marriage angle, and I was like, now a lot of people think that the Zodiac was operating on nights, evenings, weekends, and holidays because those are the only times that he can get away from the wife and or kids. And Michael Hull said he disagreed with that and actually suggested that it could be because he was working a regular job. And I'm like, you mean some guy's actually out there thinking, well, I can't go out and commit murder? Because I have to wake up for work in the morning. And we both had like an awkward laugh. Do you know that thing where you're not laughing at something funny, but you're just kind of like, <laughs> that, I mean, like we both kind of had that um, experience. And the thing is, though, crazier things have happened. I mean, and that's another point that um, Inspector Mark Rowley, who was an investigator in the Madeline McCann case, wanted to say, you can't always put your mind into that of a murderer or a perpetrator you as somebody who is not a murderer or the perpetrator in the case because that's forcing your own self-experiences onto the subject and the killer is not always going to be thinking in the exact same way that you are so yeah people can do things like that and furthermore that is definitely possible but to continue talking about Michael Cole's assessment of Don Chaney, first he said that he isn't sure that the Zodiac Killer was married and Don Chaney was, and he also said something about how Don Chaney was president of the Automobiles Association, I believe, when he was a, um, 
student, some variant of that. I mean, the phrasing might not be 100% correct, but Don Cheney is president of some type of automobiles association, and Cole pointed out that he thought that was way too outgoing for the Zodiac Killer. Instead, he thought the Zodiac would have been more of a recluse or someone who would not have been involved with a lot of outgoing activities or social events or being part of any type of association or club or group. Although, when I was talking to Michael Cole, he made those comments, and eventually we began talking about other serial killers such as the Golden State Killer, and then we got to BTK, Dennis Rader. Bind, Torture, Kill, and BTK was an example of a serial killer who was very much involved with other aspects of life, and BTK even created this own um, type of mental organization system that he called cubing. In short, there are 12 different ways to act, or maybe it's actually 11 different possibilities about what you could do, like rolling a pair of dice and the different combinations. When you go to work, you need to act like a worker. When you go to church, you need to act like a churchgoer. I mean, when you're going to the grocery store, you need to act like a shopper. And when it's time to kill people, you need to act like a serial killer, cubing, acting in 11 or 12 different possible ways. Okay, so um, many serial killers are outgoing. And in fact, it's somewhat of an urban myth that a serial killer has to be someone who is just that recluse. And I'm not saying anything about the Zodiac Killer. I mean, this is a very general statement, because I don't know who the Zodiac Killer was 100%. And the Zodiac, um, or sorry, serial killers, don't have to be someone who is just sitting around, alone, all the time, with no friends. The media might want you to think that, but by the media I mean things like Facebook and memes that they're sharing around and... Once you actually get into the true crime documentaries, that type of media suggests that serial killers often do more what BTK was talking about, blending in, hiding in plain sight, or they're going to be involved with all types of organizations. Ted Bundy, for example, was a very outgoing serial killer and also involved in local politics. John Wayne Gacy as well, involved in politics, puts on the biggest 4th of July party in the neighborhood, and so on. Serial killers do exactly what BTK is talking about. They create this facade of um, of just living an ordinary life, or they're trying to, uh, as, as we said, hide in plain sight. So um, I think there's a little bit of back and forth that Michael Cole and I exchanged about that possibility of how the Zodiac Killer wouldn't be the head of an automobiles association or any type of association. Another suspect that is actually the um, president of something was Donald Gene Harden, the guy who solved the 408 cipher along with his um, wife, Betty. I believe I saw this on Zodiac Killer Identified, which is run by a guy named Sepp who believes that Donald Gene Harden was the Zodiac Killer. And he um, points out that Don Harden was the president of the Unitarian Church where he lived. I hope I got that right. And then the Unitarian Cross is going to be somewhat similar to the Zodiac symbol, but Michael Cole would disagree with that and thinks that it is a nautical compass rose. Now I asked Michael Cole though about one of my own observations in the case, and I have some silly observations out there. I think I've solved the uh, meaning of the artwork on the Halloween card. Yeah, right, whatever. I most likely did not with that, but one of my honest, genuine observations was at Lake Herman Road, you have December 20th, 1968, 12, 20, 68. 
you add up those dates, you get 100. Blue Rock Springs, 7-4-69, the 4th of July, 1969. That adds up to 80. The Paul Stein murder occurred on October 11th, 1969. 10 plus 11 plus 69 equals 90. And Lake Perryessa doesn't work, and um, not all of them work, and um, I guess that's just that, but... I mean, part of me really thought there must be something there, and Cole's simple response was that everybody has something like that. So many uh, Zodiac sleuths and writers have these types of theories where they're playing around with the numbers, or they are um, just rearranging digits exactly as how I was. And maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think that... Uh, there could be something to that still. I think it's quite odd that the first confirmed Zodiac incident totals up to 100 and its numerical value. We began this episode by talking about the Zodiac hoax theory compared to what is in the police reports. And I asked uh, Michael Cole, of course, what is his response to the Zodiac hoax theory and its um, main proponent, Thomas Henry Horan. And Thomas Henry Horan, though, first got suspicious about it because he was reading the case file, reading the police reports, and he began to suspect, now is somebody aware of knowledge that the real killer could not possibly know? And you can hear more about that in my episode, uh, Zodiac Just the Facts versus Zodiac Hoax. But I said it at the beginning, the Zodiac Hoax theory is the idea that somebody was writing letters taking credit for murders that he did not commit. And I asked Michael Cole, why is this wrong? Yeah, okay, he talked about the Lake Berryessa stabbing and um, the way that um, it's clued in, but why is the hoax theory wrong? Why is Thomas Henry Horn wrong? And what is your response to that? And he uh, didn't have a lot to say about Thomas Henry Horn other than if you challenge Thomas Henry Horn, then um, he will change the subject. Or if um, you uh, put pressure on him, then he will keep talking, talk over you or something to that effect, and that's more or less being dismissive, saying that he didn't want to uh, talk about the hoax theory. But I wasn't completely satisfied with that yet, because Thomas Horan has provided a challenge question that you're supposed to ask anybody who has been thinking that there is a single Zodiac killer, that there is a single perpetrator, that one person committed the murders in 1968 and 69. And I read this on com, just citing the source, and that is, what is one piece of evidence that unites any two crimes? What is one piece of physical evidence that links any two crimes? And, um, Michael Cole fought long and hard, and, um, he said, though, something that I've never heard before from someone, and he said, if you go outside of the canonical crimes, there are an enormous amount of similarities between the Lake Berryessa stabbing and the Domingo Edwards murders that occurred on June 4th of 1963. Both of those have someone carrying a gun, pre-cut lengths of rope, and a knife. They both have a couple by a body of water who get blindsided by a perpetrator. And some people think that the Lake Berryessa stabbing was a way to correct all the mistakes that happened at uh, Gaviota, the location of the 
Domingo Edwards murders. It's actually not in Gaviota State Park, but nearby. And it was Michael Cole who wrote in The Zodiac Revisited Volume 3 that the Zodiac may have learned at that day that even if you plan very intensely for a crime like that, then it can still go horribly wrong. And he had to unload 26 bullets. And that maybe Robert Domingos broke free and punched him in the face. And then they got into a scuffle and Linda Edwards and Robert Domingos tried to run away. And the Zodiac fired 26 bullets, killing both of them, drags their bodies to a seaside shack and tried to set it on fire. Maybe. Maybe, or some people think that the Zodiac uh, had nothing to do with the Domingo Sedwards murders. Of course, somebody like Thomas Horror would say that, who is the um, proponent of the hoax theory. But other people simply think that the Domingo Sedwards murders are unconfirmed Zodiac activity for a reason. Because of the Zodiac didn't openly brag about them in the letters like he did saying, okay, I committed these crimes. Now here are the facts only I and the police know that these, this number of shots were fired. This was the brand of ammo. The girl's feet were to the west. The boy's feet were to the car. I mean, like, the Zodiac isn't begging people to just see that, hey, I committed these crimes. But also, there is the idea that it was a sexual assault gone wrong, and that's nothing to do with the Zodiac murders. That you have two people, Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards, who are on a beach, June 4th, 1963, early afternoon, and it was a senior skip day. They were on the beach, and there weren't a lot of people around. There was nobody around, actually. And somebody came over, saw two people in a vulnerable position, and tried to commit a sexual assault. They had Robert Domingos tied up, and they cut Linda Edwards' swimsuit with a knife down, and just as they were exposing her breasts, Robert Domingos broke free, got into the scuffle, punched the assailant in the face. He tells Linda, let's run. And as they're running away, the person grabs the gun that he used to hold uh, them up to begin with and fired, uh, fired the shots. Not the Zodiac, it's just somebody who was trying to get away with raping Linda Edwards, but Robert Domingos was there and he fought back. That's the alternative. What do you think of, that can be our second challenge question, what do you think about the Domingos Edwards murders? So, um, as far as Michael Cole's theory goes, and as far as looking at his uh, books, the Zodiac Revisited trilogy, I think that he is sharing an enormous amount of hard info. He's sharing a lot of info about how he thinks these crimes were committed, and actually looking at how there is a single perpetrator. And the thing that I like the most is the actions are not arbitrary, that the dates are not arbitrary. Yes, the person is constantly changing their pattern so that they can evolve into something new, and they can avoid capture by changing the pattern. The Zodiac knew that the authorities were on to him, and they knew that uh, he knew that um, if he kept committing crimes, then he would um, eventually get caught. And uh, so he altered the ways in which the crimes were committed. And then maybe there's a significance where there's some metric to it involving the quadrants on top of Mount Diablo, and that one's for by rope, one's for by knife, one's for by gun, and one's for by fire. 
and that there could have been additional Zodiac murders that were planned to have taken place, we simply didn't know about them because they were they could have been so unsuccessfully operated and orchestrated that the Zodiac didn't say anything. Maybe he tried to strangle somebody with a rope, and they severely fought back, and they beat the shit out of him or something like that. Um, but the two things that I would really love your responses to would be, do you think that the Zodiac's language suggests that he is someone aged 30 to 40 plus and that he is too old to be someone in his early 20s because he's referring to the victims as kids, boy and girl? And the other one would be um, anything you want to say about the Domingo Sedbert's murders. Which interpretation do you agree with more? Now, I was very clear with Michael Cole. I do not believe that any of the Zodiac unconfirmed incidents are genuine activity because I'm unconvinced. I am not quite there yet. And um, I even asked Michael Cole something similar, though. I said, what's your response to the Zodiac Killer CIA connection, that the CIA could have been behind at least uh, two of the Zodiac murders? And it's quite similar to the hoax theory. Someone's writing letters taking credit for Lake Herman Road and Blue Rock Springs. And to paraphrase again, he said... The burden of proof is on them. I would need a lot more convincing to even begin to talk about that. I mean, if you think that there is that type of zodiacular CIA connection, the burden of proof is on them. They need to show their findings before we can discuss it. And I, I agree completely, but approaching things with an open mind, and I think the nautical compass rose is a very valuable discussion, as well as things lining up to astrology and the constellations. I still have to say, though, uh, Drew Beeson did point out that one of the only times that the word Zodiac appears with the Zodiac symbol is on the Zodiac Killer wristwatch. The name came from the watch, says uh, Drew on his show, The Zodcast, and I definitely lean toward that one because I think it's very simple. But also, Michael Cole's interpretation of um, the Zodiac may uh, also point out that the Zodiac could have been ex-Navy or ex-Air Force, as well as someone who had celestial navigation knowledge. I misstated that in uh, our discussions. I said, now you said previously that the Zodiac had celestial navigation training, right? And he said, no, celestial navigation knowledge is what I said. And he thinks that the Zodiac would have had that. Of course, unidentified serial killer and one of America's last great major mysteries to solve. Or one that stands out among the rest. Like, it's almost like a 20th century Jack the Ripper to steal something from Sword and Korsgaard. But what do you have to say about any of the material that we've discussed in this uh, discussion here? And as I said, I have two episodes that are on Michael Cole's book, The Zodiac Revisited, Volume 3. This was meant to be a reiteration and a discussion based on our correspondences and uh, conversations. But please weigh in on the comments section below. And I will see you guys on Instagram for the bonus podcast. And also, if you do want, you can uh, check out the Launchpad 1 page that where there are free downloads of the show and visit the Teespring page. Remember, being weird is not a crime. And this time, see you on Instagram for the bonus podcast. Until next time.